Wisconsin does not have a signature win. That win over Michigan State on Christmas Day was important at the time. A lot has changed since Christmas Day. We got a new president. Mr. Potato Head is no longer a mister. Like, that was was a while ago. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Here's your host, Grant Bills. Another day goes by and that intro still is perfectly relevant. I made that intro like two and a half weeks ago. Badgers still don't have a signature win. And I I don't think they have an opportunity to get a signature win tonight. They play Penn State in their first game of the Big Ten tournament. But tonight they have an opportunity to win a game to give themselves an opportunity to get a signature win for the first time since, well, for the first time since Mr. Potato Head is, is no longer a mister. It's been a while. So I haven't needed to update that intro yet could in the next couple of days we'll see a a year ago today today the date march 11th a year ago today was the day that the nba shut down rudy gobert tested positive and then tom hanks got it and everyone was freaking out myself included it's a year ago today now some hosts might spend an entire show talking about all we've been through in the last year Remember when we watched Korean baseball and remember when we got into NASCAR? Remember this? Remember that? Now, some hosts might do that. Now, I am going to do that as well. I'm just going to wait until 5. (laughs) We're going to do that at 5.30. We have a lot to get to first. I want to talk college basketball. It's March, and I'm committing myself. I'm officially switched into college basketball mode. So let's talk Badgers, Big Ten Tournament, March Madness. Let's do it. I'm all in. I'm 100% in. My name is Grant Bills, and it is the Wisco Sports Show. Happy March 11th. It is the one-year anniversary of really when this country was kind of shaken. The NBA shut down and everything kind of went to hell a year ago today. It was Wednesday night last year, March 11th. And I and I do want to reflect a little bit on that. We'll hear from a couple of people who spoke to that. Craig Council, most notably of all. I have a, a couple sound bites of Craig Council I want to play you later on in the show where he recalled and reflected on the weekend that Major League Baseball shut down. I think it was March 12th, March 13th last year when they were all down in Arizona. And it's crazy to hear him recall it and talk about it. And and I do want to do that. I want to have that conversation. But we have a lot of, of really important things to get to as well. We have sports to talk about, unlike a year ago. I want to talk college basketball. I want to talk about the Badgers. And I want to prove to you that although I'm not a huge college basketball fan most of the year, I can hang. I can hang with, I can't hang with the best of them, but I can hang with other average college college basketball fans. So let's talk Badgers. Your opinion, welcome. Send me a text, 608-796-2558. Thomas already chiming in. Appreciate you. Brett in Eau Claire says, wow, two hours of Grant today. Shocking. Yeah, Brett, we've we've been kind of stop and go, haven't we, with the Brewers broadcasts. So today the Brewers aren't on the radio. The Brewers aren't on TV. So you have to suffer through my show for all of two hours. We don't have to worry about the Brewers cutting us off. Brett, I don't know if you mean that as a positive or a negative, but I'm going to take this opportunity the next two hours to prove you that uh, that this show is excellent. And it's worthwhile to listen to two hours every night, Brewers or Brewers or not. So that's the talk and text line, 608-796-2558. On Twitter, if you are on Twitter, you can tweet me, follow me, at Wisco Grant. The Brewers are playing right now, and we'll probably talk about this game and the Brewers in general more after 5 o'clock. I truly want to prove to you over the next 55 minutes that I can do this that I am a capable college basketball watcher and I'm capable of talking about it on this show. Because other than the Badgers, we we haven't really talked at all about college basketball. So it is my mission to prove that I can hang 
We're going to talk to a brand new guest, Chuck Freeman, coming up at 435, a longtime Wisconsin radio veteran. And I've had Chuck on WKTY here in Lacrosse when I've filled in on the morning for Dave Carney. Like, I've done stuff with Chuck before, but he's never been on this show. And I reached out to him today, honestly, because I've really gotten a kick out of Chuck's Twitter the last couple of nights. Just complaining over and over and over again about college basketball and how everybody's taking so many three-point shots. And I'm like, you know what? I think that would be a fun conversation to have. Let's be the old-school basketball fans, so I'll do that with Chuck Freeman. Longtime Wisconsin radio veteran and sports reporting veteran. That'll be at 4.30. In the meantime, I want to talk about the Badgers. And as I said yesterday, and I think as I've said to begin the show today as well, I've kind of dragged my feet with college basketball. Kind of begrudgingly started to watch it in the last week or so. And now that the conference tournaments have started and the actual March Madness tournament, the the 64-team tournament is starting to take shape, I'm kind of getting into basketball mode. And the Badgers play Penn State tonight at 8 o'clock, I believe in what will be their first game of the Big Ten tournament. Hopefully not their last, but it will be their first. Now, the first round already happened. Nebraska played, Minnesota, and Ohio State played, and the Badgers will start tonight against Penn State. And the Badgers aren't trending particularly well. They have lost five of their last six, and they've lost eight strength to ranked opponents. And yes, as the show intro would indicate, they have not had a signature win since Christmas Day against Michigan State. Going into tonight's game against Penn State, it would be very easy for us to be jaded. It would be very easy for us to be negative and jaded and, and hurmph, cranky Badgers fans. Oh, they're going to, they might beat Penn State tonight, but they'll lose to Iowa and then they'll make the tournament. They might win in the first round, but there's no way they get to the Sweet 16. Right? As Badger fans, it would be an easy expectation to have second round losses in both of the upcoming tournaments. But that's no way to live. It's still a better way to live than Marquette fans who can expect first-round losses in every tournament that they play, and Marquette blew it in their conference tournament. So I'd rather be out in the second round than out in the first, which is the Wojo Golden Eagles special. I want to start the show tonight a bit of a pep rally. I want to make you believe in this team. Like, remember in 2014, 2015, when the Badgers went to the Final Four, what was their mantra? We're going to make them believe. It's kind of along those lines of, of Charles Woodson in 2010. Like, hey, if the president doesn't want to Come watch us. We're going to go see him. We're going to make him believe. We're going to force the issue. And to begin the show tonight, I'm going to force the issue, and I'm going to make you believe in this team. Maybe I can convince myself along the way because this is a <laughs> this is a tall task. I really had to dig deep and use the power of persuasion when, when putting this segment together. I'm going to try to make a case that the Badgers could get hot, win some games in the Big Ten tourney, and then not be a one-and-done or a two-and-done in the March Madness tournament. One reason to believe. The first reason. I have one, two, three, I have four. This is the first of four. Badgers have a senior laden lineup, folks. A lot of experience on this squad. A lot of experience. And sure, that experience paid zero dividends all, all year long. Like, they won seemingly despite their experience at times. And every commentator on, on these games, especially in the last couple weeks... Always at the end, they're like, why is this Badger team so bad at the end of games? They, they have all these seniors. Well, here's the thing. The postseason, it's a brand new game. The lights are brighter. The game slows down. The referees swallow their whistles. It takes experience. It takes poise and grace and balance and zen. And you know what? Even if it didn't show through the first 17 games or 27 games, excuse me, the Badgers 16 and 11 at the moment, it might not have shown during the regular season. But hey, Bucks fans, we know this postseason basketball is different. And the, 
the Badgers are built to contend in the postseason. Or at least that's what that's what logic would indicate. But this Badgers team always hasn't been logical. But hey, I would rather be charging into the tournament with a bunch of experience and seniors as opposed to a bunch of freshmen. I don't know if it ends up making a difference. But it's a reason to believe, and that's the whole point of this segment. I'm going I'm to make you believe. And I'm going to try to convince myself, too, because at the moment, I don't believe either. Another reason, reason number two. It's just shooting. It's just it's just shooting. And the Badgers haven't shot well. I, I, when was the last time the Badgers shot well? I don't know. As Bill Michaels would say, it, it's been since Moses was a baby. The Badgers haven't shot well in months. And I did the math today. I did some, some deep dive research and data collection. You ready for this? Over the last 10 games, the Badgers are taking, on average, 27 threes per game. Some more, some less, but that's how an average works. So on average, over the last 10 games, they are shooting 27 three-point shots per game. Now on the season, the Badgers are shooting 35% from three. And if you apply that 35% to the total of 27 attempts per game, that means the Badgers are making nine threes a game. Nine three-point shots are going through the rim. Just think. The Badgers bumped that up a couple of percentage points, and now they're making double-digit three-point shots. And who's to say that this team isn't due to get hot, start knocking down shots, and just start lighting it up from three? Just just pummeling teams. They've shot so poorly, you got to think maybe they start hitting it like a 50% clip, and then the Badgers could do what they did last year, turn it on at the right time and ride some hot three-point shooting to a, a great Big Ten tournament performance and then into the tournament, although the Badgers never got a chance to play in either tourney last year. It was this week when everything shut down. They're due. It's just shooting, folks. They just need to shoot better. Easy. You just got to wait for the shots to start falling. And they haven't yet, so that means they're due. Another reason to believe, reason number three of four. Folks, it's hard to beat a team three times. Or at least that's what everyone says. I don't know what logical explanation there is, but that's the mantra. That's the the cliche. And hey, this this show, we don't we don't push back on the the old-fashioned ways of thinking. Right, We embrace the old and the new. We're all about the cliche and we're about the analytics. And they always say, Grant, who's they? I don't know, but they always say it's hard to beat a team three times. And that's great news for the Badgers because they've lost twice to Michigan, Illinois, and Iowa. So if they come up against any one of those teams in the Big Ten tournament, which would be the case if they win tonight against Penn State, they should be set because they've already lost to Iowa twice and Illinois twice and Michigan twice. And as they say... I don't know who they is, but they do say it's hard to beat a team three times. In fact, I wish the Badgers would have had a chance to also lose again to Ohio State and to lose again to Purdue, because then we, we would just cover all our bases. Two losses to Michigan, Illinois, Iowa, Ohio State, and Purdue, and Badgers would be sitting pretty, because you can't beat a team three times. It's just too tough. Once again, I don't know what, what concrete evidence there is to support that, but it's an age-old statement an age-old cliche, and, you know, there's some truth to those old, old cliches about sports. It's hard to beat a team three times, which bodes great for the Badgers because all the big ten, the great Big Ten teams, they've lost to them twice already. So third time's a charm. It's the third reason to believe in this Badgers team. And finally, the fourth reason, and I think this is actually the most legit reason, and this is a reason that even I buy into a little bit. It's the argument that I brought up with Zach on Tuesday. I think Greg Gard and what he did after the Iowa game actually fired his team up. I think he gave the team something to rally around. He ranted about the refs, and he ranted in defense of Brad Davison. If this team has a pulse, and this team has any sort of heart, 
and and ability to compete and, and resilience. This hopefully brings that out. If you missed it earlier this week, we're talking about Greg Gard going off after the game. This is what he had to say. The um, mockery that has now been made of the hook and hold or any type of thing, and it, it, it appears to be have become a Brad Davison rule where uh, it's become, quite frankly, a joke. Um, anytime there's a foul or a question, the opponents are yelling to the, the officials about the monitor uh, to go to the monitor. I saw the play. If college basketball is headed in this direction, we're, we're in big trouble. Um, it really, it sickens me that we have games decided like this, and this is where it's at. That, that rule was not put in place for that. That was for safety of players. That was for post-play. Those type of things happen on every single possession of the game, specifically in the post. So I think it's really turned into a joke. Uh, I feel bad for Brad Davison. The kid's a great kid, plays his ass off, um, but he continues to get screwed by by this and and how the officials and, and the league – and opponents have com- continued to just call that out and, and spotlight, put a spotlight on that and deaden the ball. And yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's really, it's become sickening. Yeah. Really. Uh, it's made a mockery of, of college basketball, yeah. specifically in the in this positions we've been in. It's, been, it's made a mockery. And as Greg Gard passionately said, and I'm all about a passionate soliloquy, that's basically what I do for two hours every day. Now, I'm not always on my game like Greg Gard was this previous weekend. But Greg Gard kind of digging in and saying those types of plays happen every play of the game, all the time, especially in the post. Great delivery by Greg Gard, speeding up and slowing down and leaning into some words and backing off of others. Well done. And if that doesn't get his players fired up, I maybe they just don't have a pulse. I don't know. It was also really cool to hear him come to the defense of Brad Davison, and maybe this team all of a sudden wants to rally around their senior or their super senior or their seventh year senior. I don't know. Rally around Brad Davis. Well, I'm just trying to protect a player that is constantly, they've made a, they've put a spotlight on him and I've asked the league to stop it. And it's, they've allowed it to get out of hand. And, and the character of the kid now with what ESPN did with their Wikipedia thing during one of the games that we had, and if it was Michigan or was it, I mean, that, that, and ESPN can issue all the apologies they want. The kid's a great kid. He's done a phenomenal job for our program. He's been a great representative of this university. And I'm just tired of him constantly getting put in that light. And it's not, it's got to stop. So I'll be on the phone. I'll be happy to take a call from the league. Uh, they, they know my number. They, they know where I'm at. Um, but this has gotten, like I said, this has gotten ridiculous where we've gotten TV now. Um, you know, putting up stuff on Wikipedia with a false Wikipedia page. And I got apologies from ESPN. I got apologies from Bob Wischusen and Dick Vitale and the producer and all that. That's great. But they continue to take shots at, at the kid. And that's where enough's enough. Um, I'm tired of it. I'm going to call it out when it happens. And I'm calling it out today. Greg Gard, the silent assassin. Not so silent this past weekend after the game. Demetric Trice talked about those post-game comments. Quote, they lit a fire among the team. And the quote that I was interested in, we could have went out there and played Iowa again. Well, that's what I like to hear. Now, this could be the catalyst for the Badgers. This could be the spark that gets them going. And if they go on a run, we will no doubt remember it that way. We'll be like, oh, yeah, I remember that year they were playing poorly. And then Greg Gard stepped up and made this awesome speech and the team got hot. Like, that's how it will be remembered. Now, I don't know if a press conference like that can can get a team to hit more three-point shots, which is really what this team needs. I don't know if it's a lack of heart or motivation. I think it's more just, it's shooting. 
It's just shooting. They're due. Maybe that, that speech gets them to rebound a little bit better, which they need in crunch time. Demetri Trice made comments about it, and I think Vegas is factoring in the current mood of this team as well after that press conference because their odds to win the Big Ten tournament went from 30-1 to 1 to 18-1. to 1. I, I, I don't really know why that would happen unless odds makers are actually factoring in that press conference. What else would it be? Nobody got hurt. Nobody all of a sudden got healthy. It's not like the Badgers were playing at home. I don't know. So I think there is a little bit of, of fire to the smoke of, of what Greg Gard had to say. We'll see tonight. If they come out and look like a completely different team, all of a sudden I'm a little bit more intrigued by this Badgers team. We'll see. That remains to be seen. Let's take a break. And on the other side, I actually want to talk about a couple of other teams in the Big Ten and why I think some teams in the conference are a lot better positioned to make a run and actually contend for a Final Four berth a lot of good teams in the Big Ten, but I think there is one thing that separates the men from the boys. And I'll explain that. And if you're looking to make some bets, maybe maybe lend an ear to what I'm about to tell you. This is some, this is some detailed, nuanced stuff I'm about to lay down. We'll continue to talk Badgers basketball and speak with first-time guest, but good friend of the show, Chuck Freeman. That's coming up at 435. More of the Wisco Sports Show back in three minutes. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. It's the Wisco Sports Show. And my name is Grant Bills. I don't know if you can you hear that? Can you hear that sound, by the way? Listen. Can you hear that? That ladies and gentlemen, is the sound of me buying back into this Badgers basketball team. Just in time for March, just in time for the Big Ten tournament and March Madness, just in time to be let down, inevitably. (laughs) But I'm sure it'll happen in a way that I'm not ready for. So it'll devastate me. I have some texts and some tweets who are just telling me, Grant, you gotta stop. Just let this team die. They're not any good. And they might not be. And I'm talking to you, Hunter... And I'm talking to you, Brett and Thomas. Yeah, this team isn't very good. But I refuse to let them die. This ain't over until they lose in the Big Ten Tournament and lose in March Madness, which it's probably inevitably going to happen. But what am I supposed to do? I'm a sports fan. I'm looking for reasons to get excited and buy into this team. I'm being optimistic, which I hardly ever am. So soak this in because I'm sure it won't last very long. 608-796-2558, 608-796-2558, the talk and text line on Twitter, at Wisco Grant. Coming up in 12, 11, 10 minutes, we're going to talk with Chuck Freeman. Now, he's a new guest to this show, but I'm sure some of you have heard Chuck before. He's worked in Wisconsin radio forever, uh, ever since he was like seven years old, I'm pretty sure. He's been covering these games and covering these teams. He's done shows on lots of stations, and he's broadcasted for a long, long time. And he's been a guest on other shows that I've done. For example, when I fill in in the morning show here in Lacrosse on WKTY when Dave needs a vacation. A lot of times I'll ask Chuck to come on. Just BS and, and have fun. But I've never had him on this show before. And over the last couple of nights, I've just been seeing him tweet nonstop about how college basketball is is being ruined because everybody's shooting too many threes. And I'm like, hey. That sounds kind of like a fun conversation. Let's do that for 10 minutes. Let's kind of be old men. Let's yell at clouds and talk about how the game was way better when people were shooting the mid-range and the three-point shot wasn't such a focus. Like, we're going to talk about that. 
Um, and I'm kidding a little bit. We're not going to be old men, but the Badgers are shooting a ton of threes, and not everyone's a huge fan of that. So we'll have a discussion about that, the Big Ten tournament and more, coming up in 10 minutes. We just got done with a long, long conversation about why I think the Badgers, there's some reasons to be excited. Now, maybe I'm stretching, maybe I'm reaching a little bit with some of these. They have a lot of seniors in the lineup that could pay dividends in some of these big-time, high-leverage games, hopefully, God, please. They, they got to start shooting better. They can't shoot any worse, right? It's hard to beat a team three times, and they've already lost twice to just about every good team in the Big Ten. And I think Greg Gard might have given this team a little bit of a spark this last weekend. That's probably the reason that's, that's most realistic and the reason that I actually believe in this team the most is because I believe in Greg Gard. And I think he fired the last bullet in his gun this last weekend to really get this team going. Now we'll see if it works. Maybe it won't. Maybe it will. But I, I, there's reason enough for me to get excited and reason for me to believe. Now, outside of the Badgers, talking about other conference tournaments and March Madness as a whole, to get into these games, I need to do one of two things. I either need to start betting on these games or I need to pick a couple of teams to root for. One of the two. Now, I don't have a large excess of money laying around. And me betting on college basketball would be like lighting my money on fire because I, I hardly know anything about college basketball. But I started today digging in on some of these conferences and some of these teams. So I'm trying to pick teams to root for and teams that I think are going to go the distance. Maybe not win the national title, but, you know, conference tournaments and, and the final four um, getting close to the title. Championship or bust? No, not really. But teams that could could go the distance, could get to the Elite Eight, get to the Final Four. And I'm a Big Ten guy. I'm big into conference loyalty, which is why I'm a big fan of the WEAC. So today I was looking at a couple of Big Ten teams. I was like, okay, who do I want to ride with? Including Wisconsin, of course. But if Wisconsin were to lose, right? Like, who am I going to jump on? Because I always want a secondary Big Ten team to cheer for. And I think this year it's going to be Michigan and Illinois. I always preferred Michigan to Michigan State because Tom Izzo can, he can go eat some sand. I'm not a Michigan State fan by any stretch, but I always really liked John Beeline, and I have nothing against Juwan Howard, and I like the Michigan program. I think they're they're underrated nationally. They're always good, but they never get the clout that Michigan State gets for whatever reason. I don't know if it's a lack of scandals or, or what it is that's keeping them from that level of notoriety. I don't know. But I think Michigan and Illinois represent the Big Ten's best chance at a Final Four run and possibly a national title because of their defense. That's why. It's because of their defense. All these teams have great players. There's a wooden award candidate on basically every Big Ten team littered with great players all over the Big Ten. Some are NBA prospects, some aren't. But at that level, at this level, it's, it's not really relevant. Great players on every team. However, Michigan and Illinois, they have great players, but I also believe in those two teams and and those two teams' ability to make a run because they can play defense. Now, I did a little research today, and I texted uh, a friend in the radio world that I have in the Wisconsin radio world, Ryan Horvat, who does a lot of betting stuff for BetQL and Radio.com Sports, Ryan Horvat, and he is a brilliant sports gambler. And I was asking him a little bit about some of his college basketball futures and a tidbit that he was was landmarking uh, defensively with some of these teams. And he shared this tidbit with me, and I'll share it with you. And if you're looking to bet games, maybe this is helpful. I'm not pretending to know a darn thing about sports betting, but Ryan does. And this is what he told me, and I found this very helpful in looking at some of these teams. This is the tidbit. From 2007 to 2019, the annual leader in defensive efficiency 
made it to the Final Four six of the 12 times. Two of those times, they won it all. And six of the teams that didn't make the Final Four, three made it to at least the Sweet 16. Now, if you're looking for a plucky team, uh, a below-the-radar maybe type of team, th- this makes a really compelling case for Loyola Chicago. They led Division One this year and only allowed 55 points per game. They also rank first on Ken Palm's efficiency rankings, which is kind of the standard for a lot of college basketball metrics. So if you're looking for a random team to maybe bet on or, or to have fun with in your bracket, Loyola Chicago is an interesting team to watch, and interestingly enough, a team that Wisconsin beat. If you take this defensive logic and you apply it to the Big Ten, and you look at Ken Palm's defensive efficiency rankings, Michigan is fifth best in the country. It's tremendous. Illinois is sixth. Right there. Wisconsin's actually 13th, so they're doing pretty good. And Purdue is 21st. Now, I think Michigan and Illinois are the two teams that are cut above everybody else in the Big Ten. Wisconsin's not far off, and neither is Purdue. But a couple of other teams that you might be interested in the Big Ten and and thinking about a potential Final Four run, Iowa and Ohio State. Iowa is ranked 61st in defensive efficiency, and they're surrounded in those rankings by teams that are nowhere near the top 25, the AP top 25. Iowa is 4th. They're very out of place. And Ohio State is 84th, right between Rhode Island and Jackson State. So if you're looking at the Big Ten, trying to figure out which teams to ride with in your bracket, and maybe if you're putting scratch on the games, don't count out Michigan, don't count out Illinois. I think those are the two teams that present the best opportunity for the Big Ten to get a team in the Final Four or maybe contend for a national title. Let's take a break. Talk to our friend Chuck Freeman college basketball, and whatever else comes up. Maybe we'll talk about REO Speedwagon. That's coming up next here on the Wisco Sports Show. Wisco Sports Show rolling on. Appreciate you hanging out. My name is Grant Bills, and uh, we're actually doing it. We're talking about college basketball today which I hardly ever do, but the, the time is here, folks. It's March. I got to get my rear end in gear. I can't just get by with Bucks and Packers offseason. So I'm watching Gonzaga. I watched Minnesota earlier today. I'm finally watching teams that aren't the Badgers. Trying my best to bring it, and today I have uh, I've recruited some help. That's Chuck Freeman, who is not a friend of the show. He's been on other shows with me. Um, Chuck has been in Wisconsin radio and Wisconsin sports for a long time, and I also know him as... Basically one of one when it comes to his Ario Speedwagon fandom, which I always get a kick out of as well. Chuck Freems, how you doing? Billsy, I'm doing great. Listen, off the top here, you just said something that I'm, I'm disappointed in. Okay. How come I am not how come how do I become friend of show? Well, here's the thing. I don't I don't have oh. a lot of guests. I have a guest like once or twice oh. a week, and that's about it. I don't book oh. a lot of guests. I don't have a producer, it's okay. just me. Okay, okay. So it's you all the time and analysis. That's okay. Doesn't Everybody's that sound got, you know, terrible? <laughs> no, 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 no. Because, you know, it's funny because WFAN radio station in New York, the, the first ever all sports radio station, mm-hmm. their philosophy in the mornings, the, the, the morning show there is if we never have a guest all week, that's great. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we're going to have us, I mean, because so, it's the philosophy. Some people think guests are boring. And some people think rather just hear the host go on a rant and, you know, just go on some sort of tangent. And that's great. I mean, everybody's got their philosophy on this. but And then some hosts will say, yeah, I'd like to have two or three guests an hour. Yeah. So there's no much. really, really right or wrong way of doing it, you know. Hey, whatever works best for you, my friend. 
Yeah, and I'd like to think that the people who listen to the show, they like listening to me, which is really weird, and it feels narcissistic to say that out loud, but I mix in some guests here and there, and it's people that I'm that I'm close with. We have good chemistry, so we just insult each other mostly. That's what I did with Zach well, on we, Tuesday you know, when we talk Badgers. So, Well, I'm good at insulting. I'm good at insulting <laughs> myself. Filthy, I'm on a... I am on a run right now where I have lost. I, I you know, I, I think you gamble a little bit on sports. You know, it's a, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've lost twenty-one of my last twenty-seven games. I bet on. So you're due. Yeah. You know, oh well, I yeah, I thought I was due a week ago. <laughs> well, that's what but, I feel right now yeah. about about the Badgers too. I'm trying to convince myself that they're due. And the, the reason I called you specifically today, Chuck, and I wanted to have you on, is because your Twitter has been it's been amazing the last two or three nights because all you've been doing is complaining about college teams shooting too many threes. And I guess maybe that's an extension of your gambling frustration, but also I've <laughs> talked about that on go. the show too. Is It's like I, I think there's so many wasted possessions. When you take and you miss so many threes, I just it was nice to see somebody else complaining about it, and I wanted to talk about that with you today. Yeah, you know, I mean, because usually on Twitter we're talking about our teams and all that, but, you know, I mean, I, like the ga- I love the game of basketball, but, man, some of these teams, I'm watching Virginia today. Virginia won the national champ, you know, the, basically the defending national champs because there was no champs last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're continuously. I mean, I saw one possession, four clanked threes. They get the rebound mid lane instead of you know taking a hard power step to the hole and drawing contact and maybe laying it in or going to the free throw line. They're kicking it out for another three and another three, and it's just these balls are just banging off the back of the rim. It's like please, well, and I just. It's just I, I just had enough of it, and I had to put it on Twitter. I, I know you watch enough sports, so we both understand, like, teams go on cold streaks. Like, betters go on cold streaks. Or, like, I'll have a bad yeah. show every once in a Like, it happens. And I don't think we're – I don't think we're we, – we understand that. The, the problem is – and this is kind of the analysis that I've done on this show, and I did a little math today, which – I like, I find it interesting. The Badgers are shooting – uh, like 27 threes a game. And they're hitting at 30%, which isn't terrible. But then when you do the math, they're, they're missing like 20 threes a game. And the way I see it, that's 20 possessions where you're not getting to the free throw line. You're not forcing the opponent to foul. You're not getting the referees involved. It's just kind of a wasted possession. And that's what I don't like is when you shoot so many threes, there's so many possessions that just kind of go to waste. Yeah, and, and the idea too, part of the game is to get the other team into foul trouble. Yes, you know, Mark, Mark Marquette went nearly the entire game yesterday without shooting a free throw. They, I think they might have shot a free throw late in the game, but they went most of the game yesterday in the Big East trip without shooting a free throw. And why is that? Because they're jacking 25-footers all over the place. And, you know, I like the idea of drawing some contact, get it down to the big fella. You know, uh, you know this idea of, and I hate it, where, you know, Brooke Lopez is stepping out 25 feet away <laughs> and, and, and jacking. You know, I liked it for about a month, two years ago. And yeah. I was, I don't know, okay? um, but, it, yeah, let's get it inside, get some teams in foul trouble, go to the free throw line, get some three-point plays. Why? What happens to that? Now, here's the other end of the spectrum on that, Grant. Now, if, if when those threes are going in, then, I mean, it's like a pinball machine. Mm-hmm. You know, three, six, nine, twelve, fifteen, you know, an underdog – a bad team could come in and they'll just start getting hot from the three. And before you know it, man, they're, they're back into this game. They're, 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 they're about ready to pull up an upset. So the three, if it's working and you get hot, it's great. If it doesn't, it looks terrible and you could bury yourself. I thought like 
like today, I mean, just watching Virginia play, Villanova, I thought, fell in love with the three, watching them play a little bit today. It's just uh, it's just not good basketball. Well, it's and not good basketball. I don't like it. Chuck, did you watch a lot of the high school state tournament? Uh, you know what? Unfortunately, I didn't, and I'm saddened by that because, <sighs> number one, I just never really got into the high school basketball season this year because of there was not a lot of fanfare around it. Sure. You know, fans couldn't be let in. I thought we rushed through the season. We couldn't go to any games. Um, and before I knew it, the sectionals were here. We, I felt we tried to rush through the season just so we can get to the football season or get, get it done with and get it over with without any problems. Yeah, and, I, and, and that I, bothers me. Yeah, I, I feel I love, that. In... And, and, I love, and, I, and I love the state tournament. Yeah, the the reason I ask you is because we had on Alaska, uh, who's a local team that we cover here on on our lacrosse station, mm-hmm. our affiliate here in lacrosse, WKTY, and they played Pewaukee in the state tournament game. And I was talking to our play-by-play guy before the game, and he said, man, Pewaukee can jack a lot of threes. And I said, well, his name's Drew. I said, well, Drew, like, if they hit, though, like, that game can get out of hand like that because on Alaska, the, the other team— they're not really designed to put up buckets. They play defense. They play methodical. And you can like you can get a game out of hand real quick. If the Badgers start hitting three, 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 well, they're going to rattle off a couple of wins. But if they're not going in, sure. man, it can be it can be really, really messy. Chuck Freeman, who has been in Wisconsin Sports Radio forever, 93-7 the game. Uh, and he's doing stuff for the Associated Press as well. I want to get your thoughts on Brad Davison. And I understand that like he's made some plays in the past that we don't really love. Like You could call them dirty plays. And he likes to take yeah. charges, but there are players who take charges and, the, and they're considered the heart and soul of their team, like Marcus Smart with the Celtics. I, I want to know, do you think Brad Davison deserves the rep and the treatment that he has gotten this year? Where do you fall on, on Brad Davison? I, I thought it was unfair Sunday okay. that it came down to that Sunday. But, you know, when you have that reputation, unfortunately, that's the sort of thing you're going to have with you and the referees are going to look for it. Um you know, kind of like the guy who dates a lot of women, you know, he, you know, the women are reluctant maybe to go out with the guy because, hey, you know, he's a player out there, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, it's just the same thing with I, – I, that's a bad comparison, but Brad Davison, <laughs> people are looking for – people are – you know, these refs are looking for, you know, a situation. What did he do? Now, Brad Davison, you know, the low blows, I don't like that at all. I, I think there's no room for it. Chris Paul does that sort of thing and Brad Davison and I don't like it at all it's not that's not meant for the game yeah he does some things that uh you know can help win you games he do some things that can help lose you games too but um you know he's fearless I like that I, I like that in him he's not afraid to shoot he's not afraid to uh you know sometimes he does some things that he shouldn't be doing on the court with the basketball uh you know uh, and, and I just I don't know I just that if that game shouldn't have came down to it this past Sunday but then yeah. again hey Wisconsin got behind early in the first half. They, you know, I, I think if Wieskamp doesn't uh, leave that game for Iowa, um, you know, Iowa might blow out Wisconsin in that game. But he went down with the, the ankle injury, and Wisconsin was able to hang around. Well, that's another thing. If you know, if you're breaking down Badger games, they just have to start faster too. They've been putting themselves in these holes to start games. Chuck, uh, last thing I want to ask you about, and I kind of thought of this segment as we're old school. We want to get to the rack and we want to get to the free throw line. I have another old school type of take about yeah. the NBA. And I, we were talking okay. a little bit about this earlier today. The NBA is my favorite league, but I have a little bit of beef with the NBA right now. And I think it, it kind of fits our conversation. I am frustrated that general managers are buying out expensive, underperforming vets. Like the Pistons bought out Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin's making so much money to do nothing. 
I don't think it's unfair to ask him to ride out the season and mentor the young guys. I think that's well within, I, I think that's fair. The Spurs, the Spurs are a playoff team. They're, they're young and they're developing. Why can't LaMarcus Aldridge be a part of that? He He's too good to yeah. be on a, a fifth seed. He's got to go join a, a contender in the top two. Like, I don't know. It frustrates me. And I don't think this was the case years ago. And I think this is the new wave where, well, we can't possibly expect a, a good player to play on a bad team. I, I hate that. Now, here's the other end of it. If a guy, if, if Blake Griffin is not having a bad year and he is mailing it in, mm-hmm. then I understand I, I, I would I would understand the buyout. Like in baseball, I wish the Brewers were able to could have bought out Ryan Braun's contract or renegotiated it. I like that about the NFL, where you're able to renegotiate a contract if a guy is underperforming and say, "Hey, we're not paying you that, but we'll we'll have you back at this price." Yeah. But in the NBA, yeah, I I, I don't like it either. And you know, I mean, Brad Griffin, uh, Blake Griffin joining um, the the Nets. I mean, the Nets don't fear me at all. I mean, they got well, they got they got a bunch of guys on that team who just are not happy. I mean, really? Kyrie Irving, Blake. I mean, is, is there anybody? Like, uh, Kevin Durant. He's the unhappiest person around. I mean, there's still a bunch of sad sacks on that team. I don't like it. Wow. I, I mean, mean God, what are they? What, what are they so upset about on that team? I haven't looked at it that way. I mean, one has a burner uh-huh. account, and one seems. I mean, you're not wrong. I don't. It's I don't know hard. how much that affects the basketball on the floor, but I don't think you're wrong about their personalities. Well. You know, they don't the, – the first time – the next time they play defense is the first time, you know, they'll play <laughs> defense. And that's – you know, Harden leads that. Um, but, you know, back to your question, yeah, I don't like the buying out either. I, I think there's a – it's not a good way to go. I don't, I don't – you know, again, you know, stick it out. You sign a contract, uh, play, you know. Well, Otherwise, trade them. And, and is this to create goodwill with the agents? Like, do teams – why – here's a question. Why do the Pistons care – what agents think. Nobody's signing to be a free agent in Detroit. Why are they kissing the rear end of Blake Griffin's agent to maintain goodwill? They're not not missing out on anybody. They could piss off every agent in the country, and if they were willing to pay the guys handsomely and fairly and draft good players, I don't know if it makes a difference. I think that's what it comes down to, and I do hate that. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you have a good franchise, if your franchise is, you have a strong franchise and people want to go, um, you know, then you're, you make yourself a commodity. Right now, nobody wants to play Detroit. Yeah. Nobody wants to play Detroit. Uh, you know, Lake, the Lakers, you know, the, the, the Suns may, might be one of those destinations, you know, and, and, and because it's, um, you know, these are growing franchises. Uh, but, yeah, right now, Detroit, you know, they, I mean, you know, they, they, they can't afford to kick anybody off these days because they're, they're teetering. And yeah. the branches. I mean, God, the Pistons, the once proud Pistons. Look where they look where they are right now. The once proud Pistons. Yeah. I, I don't disagree. They they're, they're rebuilding. They, they're rebuilding, and they have Jeremy yeah, Grant. But, Jeremy Grant can hoop. Yeah, but they've had. I mean, look at. They, they, <laughs> I mean, they, they've had a more successful. I mean, we. They've had a way more successful franchise than, than the Bucks. You look at them, and you know they they've had a couple. Of, you know, they had those, that run in the eighties. They had that run in the early two thousands with the, the Chauncey Billups group and all that, and. You know they've had some nice runs there, and and now look where they are. You know I like yeah. their I like the Wayne Casey. I just don't I just I don't know where they're headed for. You know? Yeah, and Wayne I, Casey. We wanted him to become the Bucks coach, and he went to Detroit, and we were all ticked off about that. But I think Dwayne Casey's a good coach. Yeah, I I don't dislike Detroit. I'm using them as an example alongside San Antonio and Cleveland. They're buying out Andre Drummond. I just I don't know. I, yeah. I don't like it. There's a sense of entitlement that like, well, I'm a I'm a superstar. I can't be expected to play here. You're making so much money, man. I think you can. I think you can deal with it till the end of the year and then figure something out in the offseason. Chuck, before I let you go, I, I feel like I'm looking yeah. for reasons to hype up the Badgers. 
And then we're complaining about three-point mm-hmm. shooting. Like, end of the day, what, what, what does this all mean? Do you actually think the Badgers can make a run in either one of these tournaments, or do you think they're a game or two and, and they're done? Well, you know, when's the last time they've beaten a good team? They haven't beaten Never. the top 20. They've lost seven or eight in a row to a top 25 team. Penn State last night had to come from 14 down to win, and that's when my whole rant came out. They're, they're shooting threes, and it's like, what the? Stop, please. Don't stop. Stop shooting those. It's terrible. Um, yeah, you know, Wisconsin, Wisconsin could get hot. Wisconsin was I, – I really like the way they played the second half against Iowa. Okay. Um, you know, and if they played that brand of ball where they're scrapping – and playing and running good offense and playing D and you know Reavers and Potter are cleaning up the boards, then yeah they can they can do something here in this tournament. I think they have to grant the, to help their seeding. I, right now their seeding is spinning. They're just staring at an eight nine seed, yeah. maybe an eight nine seed. But you know a, a one and done in the Big Ten tournament does not help them because they're trending poorly toward the end here. No, they have wouldn't help them at all i'm excited for tonight because i think they're gonna win and then we can worry about iowa you know it's tough to beat a team three times and they've lost twice to illinois and iowa and all these all these other teams it's tough to beat a team three times so the badgers might be in a good spot who knows if they they run into these teams again yeah i've heard that um illinois though (laughs) i think illinois i'm telling you rand i think illinois is gonna win the national championship they're so good so good. good well i I talked about it right before i brought you on they actually play defense iowa doesn't play defense illinois is no, I'm, I'm excited to watch them in the tournament. I want Wisconsin to win, but I think Illinois might be the Big Ten team I end up cheering for if, if the oh. Badgers get bounced. And, Chuck, I, I appreciate your time and your takes, and right. I've really enjoyed your Twitter. And you actually got me listening to a little bit of Ario Speedwagon this afternoon, and I haven't been into them for a while. So I appreciate you. Thanks for coming on. Take it on the run, baby. Talk to, <laughs> talk to you later. Talk to you later, Chuck. That's Chuck Freeman. 93.7 The Game in Milwaukee. He's been everywhere for a long time. You mention any random radio sports station across the state. He'll tell you exactly who's working there and who was working there in 1985 because he's been doing this such a long time. Chuck, I appreciate you, and it's kind of fun to have some old man takes for a couple of minutes. Let's take a break, wrap up our thoughts on the Badgers and the rest of the March Madness and Big Ten Tournament and see if we can't make sense of everything we just did for the last 52 minutes. Wisco Sports Show, back after this.